so old Jamesy, you uh, you look a little somber and solemn, and you're moving like you're about <laughs> ninety five years old. Is, don't you make can't me e- laugh. You don't can't make me laugh today. Even no, laugh. No jokes today. The no very today. joy in life has been sucked out of your lungs. You can't literally, even laugh. literally, literally. That which does not kill you just makes you whine and complain more. <laughs> as uh, I read that quote somewhere. Yeah, I yeah. think you like it, James. Though I'm starting to, you're becoming one of those people that like pain. Well, I think um, those times are changing. Those times are changing. I don't know, man. I've heard this before. I've heard this one. Hey, as long well, as you're having fun, that's what matters. It was a lot of fun until uh, I got folded in half and broke a bunch of ribs. That's what you know. a lot of people say about a lot of things. Robbing this bank was fun until the police shot me up. Uh, <laughs> jumping this motorcycle across 45 cars was fun until I didn't Only land got to right. 43. <laughs> Only got to 43. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel for you, man. The highs uh the the highs of playing rugby are very high. The lows are, are very pain. low. Wow. Well, yeah. But hey, let me tell you something. Hit me, baby. I was fast out there on the field. You were fast? Running with running yeah. running with that ball in my hand. You were probably a little think, more aerodynamic. Which is why I didn't normal. think I was. I was very aerodynamic. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I, I, I didn't think I was going to get get hit in the manner and in the intensity in which I did. Someone was equally dynamic. I thought on I was going to. I thought I was just going to zip around all fast and aerodynamic <laughs> because you know I've I, I did some recent cleanup. Did some recent manscaping. You're using the new manscaping utensils. Yeah, I got my new lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. Oh, nice. And and this is the reason you were moving so fast. Well, you know, in the old days, I would have, I might have been expecting to get laid out with a tackle because I was, I had extra drag. But you know, us, us, uh, you know, wearing those rugby shorts. Those are short shorts. They're tight so, and short. Right, right. So, you know, any extra fluff down there <laughs> can really... <laughs> can slow you down, man. Can slow you down. Exactly. Take seconds off of your 100-yard time, 100-meter time. Yeah, that's point. why, you know, in the old days, you know, when you're just using, you know, uh, using just those big old... Remember those big old black-handled scissors you had in school back Is in the Is that what you're using down there? Oh, I, I was until Dude, I got my live on the edge. until I got my uh, you know performance package 4.0 from, from good old Manscaped, which has been a game changer for me down there. Yeah, well, I used to use those uh, gigantic shears from you know we had them in the garage, which is a bad thing. They're for the shrubs. Yo, you you were using hedge trimmers. Basically, how much? Yes. How how, <laughs> how long you go in between trim ups? Well, I have a very fertile hair growth back in, in everywhere except my head anymore. <laughs> the top of my head. <laughs> well, you got to open up your box for Manscaped. Well, you know what? I have it right next and, to me, too, because I want to do an unboxing. 
but I think I'm just going to open it and see what it is. But I already know. Unless they said, Brando's a little older. We have the uh, the super deluxe lawnmower. He's older. Well, you're going to love this 4.0. I mean, it, it's it's small, lightweight. It's got a little LED light so you can you know do it in the dark. Because that's really, normally what I'm doing. Really, <laughs> really like, light up. I like to have sharp things near my... My most valuable possession <laughs> that that could be snipped off <laughs> in the dark. Well, I mean, going from those hedge trimmers that you were using. But I had the lights on fully. Okay. Dude, nice. I've got my Manscaped t-shirt. That looks pretty nice. Yeah, you got a t-shirt in there. You got some boxer shorts in there. That's your ear and nose hair trimmer, you know, for cleaning up that lovely face of yours. In there with your, uh, you know, crop preserver ball deodorant and ball toner. That's totally going to change your game for getting ready. Holy cow. It's pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, the engineering and the finish on that lawnmower trimmer is beautiful man i mean i've used i've used scissors i've used you know different hair trimmers in the past you know down there for cleaning up getting ready for that big dive week you know uh, where you're gonna be hooking up that p-valve all week this one is super powerful number one and it's so much safer than using just a hair one the the different guards that they have down there, man. When you when you pop those guards on, those guards are on tight. You don't have to worry about the guard accidentally popping off and zip. I was gonna say the guard sounds like it's a very important piece of this machinery. Uh, when you're uh, when you're cleaning up your unit, getting ready for condom catheter installation. You, you're damn right. It's the guard's going to be important. Okay, hold on, hold on a second. I, I'm trying. Let me check this out. Oh, this is nice. Oh, see, <laughs> see. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, lift, lift up on your sack a little bit. Lift up on your sack. You gotta, you gotta get oh, down. Man. You know, might, as well, might as well clean that up while you're down there too. Oh, yeah, get the left side. You gotta get, the, get a couple of those over there on the left. This is a lot better than my shears. I feel a little more comfortable. Okay, now I'm ready to podcast. Hey, everybody, get your 20% off and free shipping over at Manscaped when you enter code TGDP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code TGDP, you know, like the Great Die Podcast. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Jamesy, we 20% off. Yeah, 20% off our, our listeners get. And free shipping. TGDP must carry some weight there at old Manscaped. Oh, we do. You can order the whole entire performance package 4.0 like uh, you and I just got. And um, speaking of Brando, using the right tool for the job. Hold on. My nose itches. Oh, well, uh, clean up! Uh, uh, get your weed whacker out. I can't hear you very well. Hold on. Well, uh, clean up! Uh, get your weed whacker out. Put that. Put that weed whacker in your uh, ear canal there. Clean up. Uh, look, you Holy got all that. Wow, you have a beautiful voice. These things are great. 
The Weed Whacker. The Lawnmower and the Weed Whacker. Pretty awesome. Right out of the box. Yeah, they're they're impressive to, to hold and look at, too, I, I would say. I mean, it's not like you're just your typical little trimmer that's all loose and lightweight and rickety and flimsy feeling. I mean, I mean these things are a, a step above the normal that I've seen and used in the past, yeah. Uh, that, that's not even me just saying that because they sponsor the Great Dive podcast now. It's a it's a nice little machine. How did they know a couple of guys, a couple of divers would would really need a manscaped uh, package? Well, obviously the weight of Great Dive Podcast lately, being that up. we're being that we're worldwide, has garnered a little bit of attention. Well, I can appreciate that. Nice. Well, now that I know you're aerodynamic, and now I'm pretty aerodynamic myself. Well, you, well, you are now. You are now. Now that you've, did you, did you get those, did you get those couples, did you get those couple on the other side there? Oh yeah. So now that um, everybody knows to use the right tool for the right job, you know, I also found an article written by uh, good old Michael Menduno that was in the uh, In Depth magazine, titled the same thing: "The Right Tool for the Right Job." Oh, nice. Old M squared, M2. Yeah. Talking about using P-valves. Uh, he would know. He was one of the uh, the first ones. Yeah. Condom catheters and P-valves versus diapers. Sheepies for the girls. Even, you know, the girls can use these uh, manscaped, or should we say, whoa, manscaped. Nice. Uh, uh, trimmers. Nice save. Let's uh, let's not leave them out. Hell, no, because if uh, if the women are going to use these uh, sheepies, you know they're going to have to get womanscaped. Yeah, they're going to have yeah. to really, really get cleaned up. Whoa, manscaped, yeah. Because the uh, you know the for the guys, you know, you got that sticky glue of the of the condom catheter, which if if you're a little stubbly, is going to be uncomfortable on that removal process. You know, for the girls using that sheepie. They've got to be very cleaned up down there too, you know, because they've got that spray adhesive you got to put on that thing to, to, to glue <laughs> it in place. Yeah, you know, which by the way, like if you're using that manscaped trimmer, you know, you you sent me that you sent me that link, uh, you know, yesterday about the you know how girls should trim up. What was that called? Porn hoobie, hoobie? <laughs> is that what was that? What, how how do you pronounce that? Porn hoobie. Porn hoobie. I I plugged in shaved man. <laughs> there was thousands of video examples. Exactly. <laughs> Lots of close up videos for. for what, you spent uh, hours researching this, didn't you? <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So old Menduno. You know, mentioned in his article that uh, to pee or not to pee is not a question for divers or for uh, for tech divers. No, there's only one answer, really. It's not a question. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, we all know from day one of scuba class that you're, you're supposed to stay well hydrated. But one of the things that always seems to happen when divers first get into dive and dry is they start doing the very opposite because they know they're going to have to pee in the middle of the dive. Yeah, so they'll start uh, minimizing their fluid intake, and, well, that's not good. And me, I mean, and I know like you, dive early in the morning, you get up, you got to travel to your charter sometimes, and we're drinking coffee, and we're filling the in-between the coffees with, uh, you know, water. Right. Try to stay hydrated and, and balance out that uh, diuretic component of caffeine. So, yeah, it means you're going to have to pee. Absolutely, or... 
you do, you know, you, you try going without and not hydrating. If you're going to be out on that charter for a couple of hours and in that suit for a few hours, or you're at the training quarry as an instructor and you're teaching all day and it's inconvenient. Right. So you, you know, you restrict fluids, which is all bad ideas, you know, especially when people get into a dry suit dive, you know, type of environment. The reason they're going dry is because they are going deeper and the water's colder or they are, you know, staying longer. For those very dives, you definitely need to stay hydrated. Absolutely. And if you're going to stay hydrated, you're going to drink, you know, a good amount of water. You're going to have to pee. Which brings us to, you know, the old days, you know, you could just go in your wetsuit. Like they say that there's uh, people who pee in their wetsuits and those who lie about it. <laughs> and those who will pee in their wetsuit and then those who lie about it. Yeah. Yeah. But in, in Menduno's article, it's pretty cool that he mentions that Male commercial divers enjoyed the privileges of an in-water urinary solution as early as 1876. And that old Sieb Gorman hard hat suit that we talked about when we were doing uh, all that history of diving stuff, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they had, even back then, in their catalog in 1909, they had a portable rubber urinal. Yeah, the little pouch that you wore inside your suit. It was yeah, supposed to hold the urine. It was supposed to. Yeah, I mean, it was 1909, you know, for crying out loud. You know, it was uh, not nowhere near the engineering of today. And, you know, and in, my, in my pursuits of, of looking, looking up stuff for today's show. A he-wee? Have you heard of a he-wee? I've heard of the she-wee-go. Right, right. This is, uh, this is similar to that, but for a guy. It's, it's a little, um, I think I saw one of these on that website you sent me too. It was a, uh, it was a different type of search, but this looks a little more, um, BDSM. Yikes. Pretty complex. I mean, they, uh, I mean, the engineering's pretty, pretty marvelous. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, if you do a search for uh, a hiwi, a lot of pictures pop up. Keep your safe search. Keep your safe <laughs> filter on. <laughs> the iwi, hiwi, and shiwi. I'm thinking that the the community there's a certain community who will protest that there's it's not it's not including the 23 other pronouns. In their wees. How do they think they're well, going to go? Well, uh, that's eventually, you know. That when, they're when, just uh, working it that's, uh, that's, you know, another 20 years of product launch. Uh, yeah, that he-wee, though, that looks uh, much more complicated than, say, for example, just a simple condom catheter. Yeah, I mean, the, the he-wee looks like a strap. On uh, condom catheter, condom catheter. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a yeah. jock strap. Kind of. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I wonder why they made it so complex, or or this was the first 
was this the first uh, evolution of of P valves? In the early days, like we were talking on that Sieb Gorman suit, you know, the the commercial divers realized, you know, when they were in that heavy duty suit that they had mm-hmm. to had to go in there in the water for a long time. And then, you know, the early early cave divers that started diving dry were having, you know, that that same kind of an issue. Yeah. And, and like what we use today for a P valve really got born really down there in the, those big cave explorations. Another cave diving uh, contribution to the world of scuba and, and technical diving. But, yeah, I know those, you know, cave dives are typically, they're longer than your average ocean dive. And sometimes two, three times as much, four times as much. Four, and that's the average cave diver. That's not even a, an exploration-style cave dive. It's an average cave dive, you know, hour and a half, two hours Sometimes more, but yeah, yeah, you you you're gonna need to go more than likely. Yeah, and in the early days, it was you're gonna put on a, a set of diapers, right? Nappies, mate. Nappies. Nappies. A spot of me nappies, mate. Yes, they had the nappies, the old adult diapers. You would uh, go to the, especially down in cave country, the garbage cans would be full of used nappies for adults. You know, it's one thing to, for babies' nappies, a garbage can. Used adult nappies. Wait, I thought, I thought all those diapers at Jenny Springs were from the, you know, the, the families <laughs> tubing down the river. <laughs> no, I was like, did I take a wrong turn and end up in a, a nursing home? What, what is going on here? But that was pretty common practice. And then, the, of course, the tech divers adopted it, too. Yeah, uh, Michael says here that diapers, a.k.a. nappies, briefly came into vogue in the early 1990s as tech diving was just emerging from the closet. Explorer Jim King and his team began using diapers on their 1991 Dipe Holder 2 project. And so did tech pioneer Captain Billy Deans and his Key West Divers team on uh, the Deep Wreck Dives that good old Michael Menduno was part of back in those days. Yeah, he was big in the, uh, well, he coined the term tech diving and he was uh, big in the community for sure. Out there with the big names, the... uh, there's one we need to do a little special on is Billy Dean's. Agreed. He says that P valves with male condom calves made their debut in the mid to late 90s. A few of us were playing with home built designs, says uh, GUE founder and president Jared Jablonski, explaining to Michael. He said that uh, early cave explorer Roger Werner is also the one that comes to mind. He was building some of his own and essentially selling them to others. In the early days of cave diving, it was not unusual for divers to make their own gear, which, as we know today, like you just mentioned, that those contributions have become the mainstay in a lot of the equipment that we wear today. Like when you walk in and get your fancy, balanced Halcyon or OMS or (laughs) Light Monkey P-Valve, that beautiful Delrin, all engineered and cut so nice. I mean, it used to be a tube with a yes. with a bolt like a it literal was a, bolt, a bolt that was drilled out in the center you know and then an, another hole drilled perpendicular across the threads so you could just unscrew that bolt yeah yeah i and, still got one of those and completely unbalanced too back in the day and you had to make sure that the tube was full of liquid right you had to precharge that tube 
before you got in the water because otherwise, just like you know, you learn in scuba one hundred and one, this is why you can't wear earplugs when you're when you're diving because you create a pocket of air that there's no way to equalize. If you hooked up that condom to the tip of your penis and then onto that tube and you got that big air pocket between the bolt uh-huh. and uh, old Captain One-Eye, you're... Uh, <laughs> You have a name for yours. I should have known. <laughs> He's a captain. I'm a general. I'm a general. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have a, a a pretty painful squeeze. I mean, I take a I take an ear squeeze over that squeeze any day. I think that air would just be squeezed right back up your urethra into your bladder, and and then that's where you uh, have one of the concerns of P valves is right. Reverse flow. Reverse flow and uh, urinary tract infections can be something that you need to be concerned with. So you got to make sure that P-valve stays clean. Absolutely. So, I mean, the new ones, the way they come apart nice and easily, uh, they're balanced, you know, internally so that you don't get that crushing... Backflow. Backflow either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is a reality to it, right, that you need to have a way to externally discharge. An overboard discharge valve would be nice. Right. Did you see any come through the shop when you were doing dry suit repairs, any of the homemade jobs? I have a very early one with just the bolt. And basically, it's a, a bolt with a uh, port that you attach to your dry suit, to you know your uh, inner thigh. And from there, a tube with a um, one-way valve was there. And that's basically all it was back in the day. Right. I never used one like yeah. that. You know, oh, you you came more advanced, yes. Yeah, I, I my first one was, you know, that Halcyon one back in the right. mid 2000s. But I remember my very last dive without a P valve, you know, teaching a class all day out in uh, Chicago, outside of Chicago there, and not having the ability to take a break to go get out of my suit to go relieve myself (laughs) were you teaching alone or were you under the tutelage of another instructor trainer or Uh, i was i was (laughs) so you got some shit Uh, didn't you (laughs) yeah some some good uh, tutelage of old mike kane back oh so so to uh paint the picture there you're in the water for hours literally three to four hours at least and uh I know firsthand that if you, especially when I was assisting classes and just going through my training, if you have to leave them because you got to go pee, they're not going to be happy. Oh, and yeah. you're going to never gonna show that it. sign of weakness. No, you're going to hear it. Like when you screwed up under these guys, you heard it. You heard it. And this would be viewed as a oh, screw yeah. up for sure. It's like if you, you know, if you fucked up the the video. You're supposed to be videoing the students and getting the right stuff so that they can make corrections. You caught a fish caught your eye. That's bad news. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the students appreciate it. I'll tell you that much. For five few few little five skins there, I'll make sure you don't look as bad as you really do. <laughs> you remember your last? Oh gosh, dude. You you know remember I don't you, hook up you remember like your la- you hook up all the time. I, I hook up on long Well, I mean, do you, do you remember when you were realized oh, that? Oh, I can remember. I still ha- I had the P-valve in. I pretty much had a P-valve from the moment I started working with, with uh, you know, the GUE guys. But I didn't hook up very often. So I would, I always, I would try to tough it out. 
And uh, I can remember taking shit from Mike and Andrew, uh, both, for uh, having to get out of the water. I'm like, dude, I got to go. Well, see, I was dumb enough to muscle through it. Oh, yeah. That's pain, man. And then and then at the end, I mean, I I, I, I could barely walk yeah. to the to the john you know it was just painful well i think there's a process if you want to call it that there's a reaction to your body in your body to holding it you know clamping down on that little muscle on your bladder holding it for an extended period of time where it actually like the pressure gets so great that it holds the valve shut and you even when you gotta go you You can't. can't yeah yeah, no, it's you got to you gotta sit in meditation. For like <laughs> now, we used to get that. I, I worked, uh, you know, I was worked in the emergency rooms and whatnot, but I, as a medic in the military, you're trained in a lot of different stuff, so I could go work almost anywhere in the hospital. So if they were shorthanded, I'd work in uh, pre-op, post-op, or the OR as a tech. They, um, in post-op, one of the things you have to do is, before you can be discharged, is you have to show that you can pee, that you're bladder valve is working okay and right. a lot of times it's not we'd have to cast the people because the pain would be getting too great you know, do all right right yeah but uh that's one of those things where it just the pressure gets too much yeah and if you're diving i mean that's that's no fun to have to hold it like that which is why it's so important to get that p valve hooked up if you're diving well, it seem it seems like it's easier to come to terms with using a P valve if you're a guy. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Right? They already because have a system the, in place, right? Yeah. That we don't have to put an internal catheter in to our urethra, which is uncomfortable at the very least and painful at the worst. Yeah, the buy in for a guy is much easier than it is for a girl. It's another thing we got it made. In my next life, I'm gonna. I'm hoping I'm a guy again. No offense, ladies, but this whole the whole ease of the P valve thing right there is one reason. One of many. One of many. Manscaped is another reason. It's not wool man's. It's manscaped. Although you can use it, you're welcome to use it. Yeah, yeah. We we don't judge. Ladies can use manscaped. Of course. When uh, when you put in your offer code of TGDP, ladies, uh, let them know that you came to Manscaped.com to get your products uh, by recommendation of the Great Dive Podcast, who called it Woe-Manscaped for you. But on the uh, the girls that scuba.com website, Brando, yeah, uh, they've got a little article about the sheep pee, and they say there that the sheep pee and pee valve certainly require something of a learning curve, but the freedom provided by them is a huge advantage to anyone wanting to spend longer underwater. And I mean, there's a lot of women dive instructors out there that are in the water all day long, and the freedom and the ease of just being able to go when you need to go is so convenient for for being in a in an instructional role particularly. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you're going to be in the water for hours, you need something that allows you to stay hydrated and allows you to urinate, micturate, whatever you want to call it, pee. Yeah, 
they say here that anyone who's ever done the awkward post dive can't remove my dry suit quick enough dance knows the primary reason you'd want to use a P-valve is comfort. However, there are other numerous benefits that come along with being able to relieve yourself underwater. And like you were just saying about hydrating and micturating, they say that if you're going into a day of dry suit diving knowing you're not going to be able to urinate underwater, it's very likely that consciously or subconsciously you'll drink less water than you might if you knew you could pee freely. I pee freely. Do you remember that joke? <laughs> that is, uh, that, that's who is editing this show today. I pee freely. It's our new intern. <laughs> Thanks to Manscaped, we can afford another intern. Thanks, Manscaped. Yeah, yeah. IP, uh, could you uh, go uh, make some copies of this uh, <laughs> photo for me? But yeah, the, um, I mean, the hydration's a, a, a real thing that so many instructors, you know, female instructors that I know personally, you know, they just stay away from drinking the water because it's going to inconveniently make them need to get out of the water quicker while the while they're teaching all that pressure builds up around them from submerging and then having just chugged a couple of you know liters of water throughout the morning you know is is gonna take its toll on them absolutely they say here that hydrated divers reduce their risk of decompression sickness and if you suffer from seasickness you may also find it is reduced when you're fully hydrated well do you get seasick james uh, if the if the water is really really bad and ugly, I mean, I it, it takes me a lot to get seasick. I have been seasick once, and it was because I didn't eat. It was the only time I didn't eat. We were in a rush and we we're heading out, and um, I didn't I didn't get sick. I got in the water before I actually threw up, but but I was at the verge, and it was you know ninety five degree day. Uh, getting suited up in a boat where I had to go into the cabin to get suited up, and there were no windows. I couldn't see anything, and we were rocking and rolling. So it wasn't good. What I found is hydration and food keeps that stomach nice and calm. Yeah, definitely. Let me ask you this about P-valves. I don't know. Maybe I'm jumping ahead. There's a learning curve to using the P-valve, too. Oh, definitely there is. You know, that, um, that cautiousness when you first put it on... And you have to go. I think I used three condoms <laughs> on on three, you know, obviously on three different dives uh-huh. you know, days before I actually used the P-valve. You know, <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I got yeah. it on, hooked up. There is something about like that first time you go. It, it's hard to go. It, it's like th- there's a psychological, you know, uh, restriction somewhere in your brain that your brain's like, you can't pee right now. Exactly. It's that water pressure, and I don't know what it is, but I can remember having the little bolt. So you got to reach down, unthread the bolt about three or four threads. Don't unthread it too much. It'll fall right out. There's no, like, locking, you know, flange or anything. There's no mechanism to keep the bolt. But you unscrew that, and then, you, then you're then you trying to go. And you, you have to go so bad, but nothing's happening. And then, especially when you're, you're down deep and cold, you start to go, and you can feel the warmth in the tube against your leg. So it feels like you're going on yourself. Did I just blow the condom catheter off? What happened? Because if you got a kink in that condom catheter or the, the hose anywhere, poosh. Well, that brings us to a good point of, 
you know, yeah, if you're going to use a P valve, uh, there's more to it than just rolling on a condom. Strapping like, it on. Yeah, it's not the kind of condom you're putting on not when you're a kid, you know, on a, on a Saturday night. You know, uh, this is, uh, you know, you know your, your little buddies, you know, not as, not as at attention as you would be with that kind of condom. This one's a little, takes a little bit more, you know, control finesse. And, and finesse and, and you know, kind of, kind of getting them in there. It's, you know, like, you know, you know, back in that, uh, back in the van into the garage kind of thing. It's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of a little awkward, but that hose, yeah, that hose has got to be routed correctly. Right. Your member needs to be routed correctly, right? You can't have a, a bend in your urethra. Oh, that right? you is gotta the worst. have you gotta have have them like pointing and ready to yeah. you know flow nice and smooth. There's a lot of things that c- can go wrong. I mean, I've had the the days where you're leaning a little too far one way or the other, and, and you, you pinch yourself off a little bit and makes it difficult to go. Or learning the control of that flow coming out of you, like you were just saying. There's a there's a finesse. It's not just like walking up to a urinal and going. Yeah, I think you've had your brain trained for that. That ha- happens pretty easily, almost, you know, on automatic. Yeah, so now you're trying to take all that flow coming out of your bladder and, and putting it through a restricted orifice. If you just go full full throttle, <laughs> it's it's gonna fill it's gonna exactly. fill the condom up faster than it's going to uh, yeah. exit the discharge valve, and you're gonna yeah you're gonna basically piss the condom off. Yeah, I was going to say that that adhesive will come off pretty easily when that happens. But when it's time to remove the old condom catheter, it seems to really want to stay where it's at. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's like the old uh, you know pulling off the band aid thing, right? Yeah, that's where it hurts is all the hairs get stuck in the the band aid adhesion. Oh yeah, right. Well, don't pull your condom off like you would a band aid. Let me tell you. That glue's way stronger. You're going to need some help. It's like a surgical operation. And, yeah, occasionally, I mean, if you don't use, like, something like our, our Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 to, to clean yourself up down there, and you go ahead and say, okay, I'm just going to throw one on there. When you go to take it off, it's a, it's a long, painful process. Have you ever been in a, in a pub... After a day of diving, having a, having a beer, having a you know having a little sandwich or something, watching some video, having some laughs, and uh, you, you get up to relieve yourself, you go to the bathroom, and you you hear a <laughs> you hear a grown man in the in there like whimpering to himself, just crying and whimpering in the in the stall next to you. It's because he's trying to. He, he didn't use his manscaped lawnmower 4.0 to clean himself up, and he's probably in there trying to pull that condom catheter off. And all those little stubby hairs all around the base are are stuck in that glue. Oh yeah, easily. That that I've I've seen it happen. I've been that person. It's uh, you know what I end up doing. I'm just like. You asked I, me for help, and I don't. I think we should talk about that to the people too. That's not I, always I the that's best. That's what dive buddies are for. I mean, like, I mean you've got to have thin. a. Good, you can't just ask anybody for help in that situation. Exactly. You've got to be a good dive buddy. I mean, that is the definition of a teammate, right there. Well, someone you're willing to cry in front of and, and without <laughs> shame. Uh, <laughs> I was 
but I've I've just left it on on occasions. Like I'll deal with this after I have about eight drinks because it won't be as painful. <laughs> right. Well, you need uh, you know, you need some oil or soapy water or, or, or something to, to get down there. And... <laughs> sure, that could turn into some kind of uh, something illegal in the public restroom. <laughs> That's why you got to go into the stall. <laughs> Again, you know, don't just stand there and don't just stand there over the sink. You don't know the kind uh, of bars I hang out. Somebody, in, somebody walks in. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just trying to take my uh, condom catheter off, sir. Can you pass me that lube over there? <laughs> it's not going to go well. The um, the tube itself that connects the valve, the external discharge valve to the condom needs to be routed correctly as well. You know, right. this is one of the big misconceptions and, and amongst the, uh, oh man, hang on. <laughs> you, you pick the, um, you pick the P valve episode, which you know is probably going to be full of childish, immature humor, which is our favorite, but it's a wrong day for broken ribs. Right. You didn't, you didn't plan on the rib rib breaking uh, yeah yeah so sorry about that uh hang on um you know one of the jokes amongst dive buddies particularly guys is where do you mount the the valve and there's yeah. always the guy that goes ah, i'm gonna mount mine By you know my on, on my ankle you know because yeah. my member's so big <laughs> yeah but um the reality is the, the valve is placed where you can reach it with your hand to open and close the valve itself. But the positioning of yourself, uh, like the length of hose, I see people that try to like aim and trim the hose, you know, from themselves. Right. I think it's far better to have that, leave that hose super long as it comes so you can route it in like a big, big c or like it's a like big a pigtail u. yeah almost. like a big u shape yeah yeah yeah. if you've ever seen the um pigtail connectors in between uh giant t bottles or k bottles or whatever they're using on an air bank system or a gas bank system those those little cur they put little curly um a little curl and loop on the steel the stainless steel uh connection in between the tanks and that's in case there's any movement and it's the same thing with the P-valve. You want a little loop in there with a little flexibility because your leg's going to be moving when you're kicking. Exactly. And you want that tube to not get any bends or kinks, kinks in that tube. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Anyway, I mean, you don't want to you don't want it to be uncomfortable for for your own appendage. <laughs> <laughs> as well you know you want it to be naturally in place where it normally would be if you didn't hook up yes exactly nice and clean nice and nice and smooth flow from from exiting your body to exiting the suit you know i think this episode is probably going to be the one lesson that isn't covered in like tech classes open water classes cave classes it's really not covered I mean, they say you should have a P-valve, but they don't go into what is 
you know, how do I do it? How do I hook it up? What am I looking for? How should I route it? Where should uh, how I do, place how it? do I pee? I'll how tell do you I one, pee? Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. I can't swim and pee at the same time. It's difficult. I can do it, but it's difficult. It took a lot of mental... I mean, I meditated on this for weeks, if not months. I mean, I, I, I can't do it. I've, I've got to stop. Stop swimming, open up, and just kind of get into my zone and go. And, and then close it up, and then I, I, now I'll go catch up. I've got an exercise for you that may help you with this. So you just have to go outside in your driveway... It's, it's a lot like the line-following drills that you do in cave and tech classes, you know, where you put a mask on that's blacked out or you blindfold yourself, and then you um, take off your pants and underwear, and bottomless, you walk up and down your driveway and just keep walking and attempt to pee, following a line. This, is this drill online where somebody can see this drill? Is, it, is this on that same website you sent me? Poharen Hubi. Yeah, it's... Uh... You can you can do a search for that P valve drill, dryland P valve drills. Yeah. Oh, the big thing we should mention too, though, is the priming. Did we did we talk about that, or is that next? A little bit, but yeah, that's yeah. a that's a good thing to definitely hit for people that are new to P valves. Right. So once you do get hooked up, once you get it hooked up, you got it in place, you got it routed nice, you got a little flexibility and the ability to you know in in movement. Before you descend, before you go down to depth, you need to prime prime the uh, hose. Yeah, so you got to take a little bit of a leak into the into the system, right? And then lock it off. I think the new ones, the new balanced ones and whatnot, they don't have a lock off. They're they just rely solely on the the pressure valve. The yeah, the, and they that helps a lot, but I I still find it easier and better to, to have a little bit of a pre-charge myself absolutely absolutely well you're a p you're definitely a p valve advocate slash fan like probably president of the fan club almost because you hook up like sometimes i think you hook up the day before or something but you, you're like locked and loaded ready to go right out the gate and you're you're peeing you get in your dry suit and you're just peeing everywhere i tell you what i hate having to scramble around needing a place to pee so you can pee everywhere that, with a pee valve in a dry suit that's a nice oh I've, thing. I've uh that's one of the beauties is that you can, i can sit there and stand right in front of uh and, and go right mid-conversation i tell you what i told you that i, I can't pee while i'm swimming yeah. i can't pee while i'm walking but i can pee right in front of you while i'm standing there talking to you yeah having a conversation which i i've seen this and and actually i've caught i'm like jesus christ can we just <laughs> can you wait a minute <laughs> Now, another thing to consider is your undergarments, Randall. We should make mention, too, that uh, if you got dry suit undergarments and you've got a P-valve, you need a way to get that tube to you. Right. And I remember one of my first undergarments that I had only had, like, just a one-way normal zipper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, I, to... so I had to leave, when I hooked up, I had to leave my zipper all the all the way, all the way opened up, you know. There's no way you're cutting that dry suit undergarment that costs you four or five hundred bucks, right? You're right, like, no exactly. way. Yeah, yeah. So if, if you, you know, the better ones nowadays have a two way zipper. There's a bottom zipper, right? You know that zips up, and then the top zipper zips down, so that you can open that up to stuff the tube in. 
or you know like i'm using like a two-piece undergarment now yes that i could go you know up and under and and underneath you know makes it a lot easier but something to definitely think of and consider with what you're wearing and how you're going to get all this stuff connected right i've seen the uh undergarments where you just you slice a little in the leg whereabouts you'd like the uh the hose to come out and um sew it up nicely so it doesn't uh, all the stuffing and whatnot all the insulation inside that doesn't come out yeah yeah i had to do that for hooking up my um heater port oh yeah 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 you know into you know under and going through the vest into the the top layer of that undergarment same thing so i mean we're painting a pretty you're starting to get the real picture of a, a, a typical tech dive especially out here in the great lakes where heated undergarment hookup p-valve hookup all of this is going on inside the dry suit before you even zip up and get into your your kit so you got to make sure all that stuff's routed correctly and uh, isn't gonna pull off easily and uh, it's gonna be comfortable the p-valves that you can purchase nowadays because most people aren't making their own anymore you're just going to the dive shop and getting a p-valve whether you have the shop install it or you install it yourself. I mean, most of them have a owner's manual that they come with. It shows you how to hook them up. But again, just like you were saying earlier, it's kind of difficult to muscle through and cut a hole in your $4,000 dry suit. <laughs> Remember the first time you had to put a P-valve in? Oh, I was so nervous. So nervous. Yeah, it's uh, unnerving. But uh, regardless of what one you get, you know, as far as name brands, I, I don't think there's any benefit of one name brand over another out there. I mean, they're all pretty much working the exact same way. Uh, Only difference really being, you know, do you want a balanced or an unbalanced valve like we were talking about? But uh, they generally come with one condom in there. So you need to realize that that's not the condom that you use (laughs) for the rest of your diving life. You're going to have to buy and order up a box of condoms. Yes, so when you go and you look up external condom catheters on Google, um, you know they give you you know some options. Some places offer you some free samples if you get a variety pack too. Get a variety pack of different styles. If which, you're new the, the, to it, you and and try them out. Yeah, yeah, you can try the different styles, um, the different materials, materials, silicon versus latex. And the, the big difference with them is. Number one, the size of them, small, medium, and large. No, I think there, then, there's large, there's venti, there's X double jumbo, triple A jumbo, grande, grande. grande I think they started large. I don't think I don't think they uh, insult anybody <laughs> right off the bat. Well, they generally come millimeter sizes. I exactly like they measuring do. the exactly. circumference uh-huh. of yourself, which they give you a, a handy little gauge. Looks like a little cardboard P valve <laughs> frisbee that uh, you can use to pass around to your dive buddies to see who who needs the biggest one or the littlest one. But the big thing being the the amount of glue in in the condom, right? That's the band size that people want to be aware of when they're looking at ordering their condoms. They they make a wide band, which just means it's got it's got more of a gluing surface, which I would say for diving is a better way to go, especially if you're going to be in the water on multiple dives or on a very long dive, or you're going to use the use the P valve multiple times over, you know, one suiting up. Make sure you've got the material for the 
for that wide band glue though. Oh, You've yeah. got to have enough material to take up the wideband glue and still leave a little bit. You don't want the whole thing wideband glue. You don't want to be all glued up down there. No, no, no. You want the glue more around the base. Yeah, there you go. Not uh, You don't want uh, glue on the topper. That's a, that, that gets a little <laughs> painful on the removal process. So you got to be aware of, of where you're sticking these things. Whereas the sheepies, ladies, they also have to be aware of where they're sticking. They're, um, they don't really use a condom catheter. It's more like a funnel, a triangular-shaped funnel. Yeah, the, the new it ones like, like the a cup with a yeah. The sheepies are kind of like an oval, oval silicon, you know, coverage. That you know, again, you, you can use your manscaping products to clean up down there. I would think manscaping products would be preferable to say. I know a lot of women like to wax, which I thought was painful. It, lo- it looks painful, whereas a manscape product is not painful at all. No, no, nice and clean and safe. Very much more unlikely to injure yourself down there. And. You don't have, you know, they say when you're going to attach your, your sheepy system device, uh, if it, you can't have just waxed like the day before or anything, because that wax, unless you really get that wax off. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into getting that thing ready. But applying it, right, you got to, the girls got to make sure that they get that thing applied, sealed and in the proper place. They have a harder time sealing, I think, because they have more sealing area. Versus us, which the seal is created by the condom catheter itself, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at an article written written here. Um, it's uh, an article entitled P if you want to go deeper, talking about hooking up. And she says here that mounting it and getting it on, you know, there, there's, there's a process. And she says that she recommends that you stand over a mirror or bring a friend. <laughs> So that that's you can a close line, friend. That's, that's a, a close exactly. Friend. So you can line that reservoir up under you, meaning aligned under your urethra. But you got to get that device pressed into place. It takes a little bit of pressure, and um, make sure it's all hooked up right. It sounds pretty complicated, this whole P valve thing. Uh, but I think after you do it a few times, it becomes second nature. Like for you, it takes you a couple seconds to hook up. You know. Oh yeah, I I can just boom do it on the fly. But the, the tricky parts are definitely getting that condom on for the first time, getting that condom off, and then learning to control your flow the first time you actually have to pee. Yeah, that is definitely the tricky part. It takes a little mental fortitude. Well, everybody, I think, uh, I think that gives everyone a, a pretty good feel for what you need for diving with a pee valve. What did you say, Brando? Uh, definitely a great primer for uh, especially the first-time P-valve users. And some folks who probably used P-valves before but got scared away from using them again after maybe uh, a blowout, if you will. Blow, hey, blowouts happen. They do. They're going to happen to the best of us. It's a learning curve thing. Yeah, I mean, the, the more you're using, the more you're going, you, you're also going to be breaking down that glue in there. The hotter and sweatier, uh, muggier <laughs> and... More humid of a day it was when you were hooking up, right? That's all going to you know, get in the way down there, too. You're painting quite an attractive picture. 
<laughs> That's why you got to use that manscaped uh, crop preserver and ball toner down there, Brando. Ball toner. Well, you, you got to, you know, when it gets, when you're down there, you know, cave diving and muggy old hot Florida or Mexico, you, you know, you might want to uh, give a couple spritzes of the old manscaped crop reviver from time to time to keep your boys cool down there and you might have to give a couple little squirts of some uh, crop cleanser from time <laughs> to time too and they also have you know some crop preserver to you know cut down that post manscaping chafe oh is that your crop reviver that's there? crap reviver oh man you're your crop yeah, yeah i i can see you you're looking <laughs> you're looking nice and happy and fresh <laughs> kind of inappropriate timing but uh it, uh i don't know all right everybody so thank you for tuning in to our p valve primer episode and thank you for manscaped for reaching out to us and sponsoring this great show um remember you guys can get 20 percent off and free shipping if you uh, put in the code TGDP at manscaped.com, Brando, that's 20% off and free shipping. Yeah, that's amazing. Twenty, You don't see that too much. I was kind of expecting maybe a, a 10%. TGDP, 20%. Manscaped.com, TGDP code. Uh, unlock your confidence, people, and always use the right tools for the job. Don't just use some hedge trimmers like uh brando used to use well we did what we had to do get down there and use your lawnmower 4.0 and get that sucker nice and clean yes the lawnmower 4.0 is uh it's the pro's choice yeah get over there and uh check it out and on that note brando should we call it a dive uh yeah let's sign off on this one i uh it hurts to write (laughs) Uh, don't you just have a digital i'm just gonna I'm just going to voice text you uh, something to put into your logbook today. Uh, I like that idea. Okay. Brando, great dive. Can you help me remove this condom catheter? (laughs) Bring your crop reviver ball spray with you. Let me borrow a little of the uh, the old crop reviver. That's I'm going to sign it off. Uh, Dear Jamesy, always use the right tool for the job. All right, everybody, we will talk to you next week. Same dive time, same dive channel. Same P-valve, same condom catheter. All right, everybody, talk to you next week.